0: This is Unquote, the least contentious peanut gallery in history. I'm Cooper Powers. Hey, welcome back everyone to the 10th, yes, the 10th episode of Unquote. I'm a little wiser, a little sleepier, but I'm still having fun nonetheless putting these out for y'all. I start out this episode curious, because the genre this movie is filed under is an epic, romantic disaster film. And while all these things separately make sense, it's the missing components that should be added to make it one huge, encompassing genre. I'll give it a shot, though. Titanic is James Cameron's action-packed, romantically dramatic, epic, quasi-historical docudrama, which takes as long to say as it does to watch this movie. The movie, released in 1997, has garnered worldwide acclaim due to the nature of its production, meticulous attention to detail, and sharply sequenced action. Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet play a well-juxtaposed pair, showcasing the disparity of class status and wealth in the early 20th century. Line number 100 on AFI's list comes as Leo's character, Jack Dawson, scurries up to the bow bridge of the fantastical watercraft. Feeling truly free and seeing the scope of his good fortune for perhaps the first time in his life, he shouts with all of his might. I'm the king of the world! With a mammoth three hour runtime, surely something else could have been salvaged from this cheesy delivery. It has been parodied and lampooned many times over. This week I sat down with Kyle Smith, a fellow Louisiana podcaster. And we embarked on a voyage to uncover the meaning and reason behind why this line was chosen. We just couldn't let go. Uh, yeah, we have uh, Kyle Smith on the podcast today. Kyle is, a, is another Louisiana podcaster. What podcast are you uh, a co host of?
1: Everyday Superhuman. It's an interview based podcast where we talk to people that are mostly self stars or founders of nonprofits or small businesses, talk to them like why they do it, how they do it and like what we could learn from that if we want to make our own things.
0: Yeah, and it's really awesome. I've listened to every episode so far, except for the newest one. I listened to The Alpha Bitch last, <laughs> last time, and then I haven't caught up on this one yet, but I know that it's very, very good, and it's also very entertaining. Mm-hmm. and gives a brief little vignette of everyday South Louisiana people, yeah. and it's really cool. The movie that uh, that we're going to talk about today, and certainly, you, I guess you could call James Cameron a, a superhero in some aspects. I mean, he is a nutcase, I do if you've heard of that <laughs> through... Well,
1: like he like went to the actual Titanic for this movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. He operated his own sub and everything. But today is the day we're going to talk about number 100 on AFI's Top 100 movie quotes list and it's the movie Titanic. Um, by James Cameron released in 1997 starring the now Oscar award winner <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, the the wonderful hairpiece of Billy Zane. Um, he was, he was yeah. uh, certainly streamlined during that time, but they stuck a hairpiece on him. It turned out all right; it wasn't too bad.
1: But it's kind of distracting. I find it a bit distracting throughout the movie. This felt off.
0: It didn't look natural. In no way did it look natural. Yeah,
1: not at all. But it's convincing enough, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what were what are your first thoughts on the movie? Like you said, you hadn't seen it in a while.
1: Yeah, I think the last time I saw it was probably high school, so about. Five six years ago. So during your Celine Dion phase. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Back then I didn't really care for it that much. It was more just like a movie that I've seen and that was it. Yeah. But rewatching it yesterday, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was gonna enjoy it. Yeah, I yeah.
0: I had never seen it up until this point. I know oh, that's, I really? Know that's, yeah, I know that's, that's a hard. Classic. To How have you not seen it? <laughs> that's why it's on the list. I know. And I people would always say like, "What?" And you gotta sit down and watch it. I was like, "Well, you know." Three hours is a long time. It's Three a hours of change, yeah. And so I would think about it, and then I would go to do it, and I'd watch like the first five minutes and then never get around to it. But I finally sat down and watched it all, and it was all right. It was really quite a spectacle. you know. It was really interesting to watch. It was the most expensive movie at the time mm. when it came out, which I thought was...
1: $200 million? Yeah, something yeah. like that.
0: That yeah. is ridiculous because they had contracted out Digital Domain to do all the special effects work and then obviously all the little nuances of getting the you know the the set design just right and they costume had like a,
1: They had like a near exact replica of the Titanic they filmed on. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah for the That's up close crazy. Shots.
1: <laughs> Talk about like being a, I guess, superhero in that case. Yeah, James Cameron is a savage
0: for sure. The line in question... and. The more I thought about it, the more it made perfect sense that it just barely squeaked onto the top 100. Is I'm King of the World, Mm -hmm. or I'm the King of the World? Leo DiCaprio said on the on the bow of the ship. I've talked about it before, but James Cameron's just not a good screenwriter.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did good with Terminator and Aliens, like those are great movies. Like he's great at doing like sci-fi, very concise dialogue, but when it comes to romantic dialogue, he's a little bit. On the uh, on the easy side, uh-huh. like he writes a little bit simplistic in that case. Yeah,
0: it's not exactly for the worst, but
1: yeah, it's it, it makes it a, a good box office yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. It's not a bad movie,
0: and even though it may feel a little forced. The the one thing that springs to mind, and I just like I said, just finished watching the last half. I trekked through this movie. I watched the last half last night. Was when <laughs> Kate Winslet has the axe and she's trying to free Jack, and she takes like a practice swing. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, take another one. Hit the exact same spot." <laughs> She totally, She might as well have just thrown the axe with her eyes closed at the at the shiffle robe. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, that's good enough. Go <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, <laughs> the exact like, opposite spot. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, yeah, whatever. We're going to die anyways. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll roll with it. But, oh, that was pretty good. Um, were there any other lines in the movie that, that really jumped out at you?
1: Phoenix from the Ashes. There's this offhand remark about... Uh, that was her mother, right? Was it was her mother? I yeah. can't remember who it was. it's kind of offhand about Phoenix from the Ashes. And when I, when I saw that, I was like, wait, this is kind of like talking about the end of the movie. How like all this stuff happens to her, and she's basically reborn as this like new adventurous woman who she wasn't before. Like yeah. she goes off and becomes a pilot and everything. Yeah,
0: and she's got red hair, so I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, color. <laughs> also color got time. that symbolism yeah. too. That,
1: but I, I, that one really stood out to me. I thought that was a a subtle hint to the overall theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. Also the whole like I'll never let go, Jack is a famous line too. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, but I can I actually, I'll say I took a guilty pleasure in that scene. Yeah, like yeah. I actually. This is probably the most like emotional I got watching this movie for my first time in a long time hmm. because I just like I felt like I had a better understanding of Rose's character this time. Yeah. And I really felt for her. And
0: speaking of, you know, emotions, I I I, I was waiting with bated breath for all the really big cheesy lines to come through. And sure enough, they, and then they it was funny to to me hearing them now because they were so kind of understated mm-hmm. in some way, like drumming like one of your French girls, Jack. Like she says that in like less than two seconds. I was like, really? People are really hung up on that. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, but whatever. And then uh, another one was um, real man makes his own luck. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty commonplace I feel, but that was, that was one of uh, Billy Zane's lines, the antihero of the movie, I guess. I see, I see him and Fabrizio going to the bow of the boat and it's, it's, clear, it's looking back on it as clear as crystal. It's like, yeah, this is, this is where he's going to say I'm the king of the world. <laughs> but, I don't know, just kind of the boyish nature of the character and just the adventurous spirit he's filled with. You know, he won these in a card game. They barely made it onto the ship. He's already yeah. macking on honeys, you know, on, on a deck. And, yeah, he's the king of the world. Why not, you know? It's perfect. Mm-hmm. And this, was, uh, this wasn't his Leo DiCaprio's first role, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was his breakout.
1: Yeah, i would just Although, rewatching this movie, I think he's the weakest actor in the entire movie. Like, in terms of main actors, I think DiCaprio is probably the weakest. Yeah. I am not sure if it's a writing thing or an acting thing, but I just kind of felt like he was really one-dimensional for being like such like a major character in the movie. Yeah. I just kind of felt like that his character could have been improved a lot more. So why do you think they chose
0: this line from the movie? I mean, it was it was one of the most kind of hand-fisted lines. Maybe that's why it stuck out so <laughs> much, you know? Like why do you think they chose this one as opposed to Phoenix from the Ashes, which was, you know, a subtle little brilliant bit mm-hmm. of writing. What do you think?
1: I think it's just because it does stand out. It's a very significant scene. Jack finally got like onto this amazing ship that was, at the time, the largest moving structure ever made by a by, uh, man. Yeah. So he was on that. He was going from uh, the UK to America. And he just, I don't know, I think like the adrenaline got the best of him. He's like, I'm the king of the world. I can do this. Like, <laughs> like he's a drifter. He's used to flying around. Or he's used to going around a lot. So mm-hmm. he probably felt like that. He basically has been all across the world, so he's like the king of the world. He can go wherever he wants. Right. You know, I was really excited
0: when I first heard y'all's podcast. It came up on some type of suggestion, I want to say on Facebook.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, that seems really cool. So I went and I clicked on it, went to the iTunes portal, and I started listening to it, and I saw that Y'all were based in Louisiana. I was like, "Oh, this is really cool! Like, I'm starting to do something I like. Maybe I can reach out to them." And sure enough, you responded really quickly, which was awesome. And we got in touch with each other. I was kind of feeling like Jack, in a sense. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I've not not in the strictest sense that I'm I'm living it up with fat cats or anything, but I, in the, not in the strictest sense. I've made it. You know, I'm, I'm doing something that I enjoy. I'm reaching out into a community, which is awesome, by the way. And we just, both
1: just, we both aren't from here either, too, yeah, exactly. which helps."
0: And um I don't know where our sailing vessel will take us, Kyle, but I'm sure it's somewhere spectacular.
1: Well, RA took Caroline to Austin, Texas. Yeah, that's She's true. having a blast there. I do podcasting.
0: <laughs> Which is very uh, on the on, on the actuarial tables, there's, you know, deep sea diving probably at the yeah. very top. And then just very at the vo- at the bottom next to mopping floors is probably podcasting as <laughs> yeah, far it as the is. Rest of all. But you know, reward is, you know, up there at, at mm-hmm. the top of It's so good to
1: see videos. like those iTunes reviews and all that stuff like that. I like doing side projects and there's a fun side project to do. Do you see uh this going anywhere in the future?
0: I mean, I know we talked about it when we were where we meet, the Saint Charles Tavern?
1: Yeah, Saint Charles Tavern.
0: You you had some pretty I hesitate to say lofty because that would sound like I'm patronizing you, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were they were pretty pretty high goals that you set for yourself, you know? Yeah,
1: I do that a lot and I usually <laughs> end up disappointing myself, so it's not so hey, shoot, shoot for it. the moon. At least yeah.
0: hit the stratosphere. You know? yeah. I won't say stars because it's near stars. You know? Yeah, it's nowhere near. We we got, a light we're, we're scientifically <laughs> accurate here yeah. on, on the podcast. At least like, we'll
1: get pretty high up. But I, every day I'm like, what would you get podcast? to do? Actually, I got my way here. I was like, can Cooper and I do a podcast together? Like I'm thinking about expanding into different shows right yeah. now. The goal is mostly to evolve into like, a small network like you're a part of. Yeah.
0: You heard here first, folks. We're going to be part of the Louisiana Down Home Feeling Network. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Serving up extra mayonnaise and, and good podcasts for, uh, <laughs> for weeks to come. Yeah, I've done this once or twice before with uh, asking people, you know, what, what movie lines they would replace with the one. Because this being number one hundred, surely there's got to be something else. Yeah, it's kind
1: of a it's kind of like a weak line. It's a, apparently James Cameron, though. Whenever he won the uh, the best director Oscar, oh, he, he shouted it. He shouted. He put the Oscar there. <laughs> the was like I'm the king of the world. Yeah, he. He definitely has an ego.
0: Oh my God! Goodwill Hunting came out in 1997. The Fifth Element. Oh
1: yeah, that's a classic. Right okay, there. let's stick with The Fifth Element. Any, <laughs>
0: yeah. Basically, anything Chris Tucker said. when oh, he Oh yeah, was, he's the best character. Welcome to Fostering Paradise.
1: Chris Tucker, whenever he was in his heyday, was great. Yes, and he did so well in that movie. I was like, <laughs> what was that character's name? Um, I can't remember the name of that character. He was like that. Are you ready? Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod. Ruby yeah, that's yeah, he is a cross-dressing <laughs> radio host. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From uh, from from the glorious Flossed in Paradise, but, but I don't know any good lines from the Fifth Element though.
0: Fifth Element, it's it's quotable, but only in the very campy
1: sense. Yeah. You know, you it's have, like it's like purposely campy though. Like oh
0: yeah, it's it's it's
1: like it's a style.
0: Yeah, it's a stylized spoof. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way you could classify that. But that came out in 1997.
1: And there's a fun fact that Bruce Willis and the villain Gary Oldman they never are in the same room at the same time. Like, they never have face-to-face confrontation.
0: That's very true. I
1: never yeah. thought about that. Yeah. I remember reading that while, he was like, yeah, that's so right. They never <laughs> do see each other. I'd
0: say the quotable line from Fifth Element is probably, Multipass by Leeloo. And uh, either that or, uh, do you identify as human? Uh, no, sir, I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs> when Bruce Willis is up against the wall.
1: Production-wise,
0: it's a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. I-, I wonder if any, because I think it was like something like 1,500 jurors for this AFI list or or who they chose to, you know, mm-hmm. do a conglomeration of all the movies and stuff. I wonder if that focus group was like the last one of the day and like, it was like, it was, they had that two o'clock feeling going on, you know, yeah. I mean, it was like the hour, two and a half of Titanic. And they were just like, okay, great. Yeah. that's great, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, A king of the world. That's great. Can we stop watching this movie now? And they just continue on from there. Did you have any, uh, any other notes or any other thing that you, yeah, I was sharing? doing
1: a chronological, uh, chronological note taking of the movie. A lot of things about Rose's fiance being a dick, (laughs) (laughs) which he most certainly was. I wrote down that Rose's fiance is a dick and sexist. (laughs) Yeah, they were
0: just having a stare down, and then he just hauls off out of nowhere and just smacks the the crap. Yeah,
1: holy crap. He was probably the worst character. He's like made purposely about it. He's like, he's made for you to hate him. They want you to root for Rose. Yeah, also watching it this time around, I thought that the movie originally was all about like Jack and Rose. Uh This is completely Rose's story. Yeah. But yeah, DiCaprio is a top build actor, and that bothered me. Yeah. It's like DiCaprio <laughs> didn't do that much. It's all Rose's story. It's Kate true. Winslet, did a great job acting.
0: That's a good point. And continuing on the theme, I feel like I now that I, now that she mentioned that, I have to think about build actors, and I have to think about Bill, and I have to think about Bill Paxton. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the entirety of our series, but no. Bill Paxton is in a bunch of movies in AFI's top one. Either, really? either as a minor character <laughs> or as you know major player. It's it's kind of spooky. I'm I'm feeling like Bill <laughs> might have paid some people off. To he's get...
1: a he's a proficient actor. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I guess so. Bill Paxton is ubiquitous. It's, yeah, he's it's just crazy. like <laughs> he's like Kevin Bacon. The six yeah. degrees. Six, six, six degrees, degrees of Bill, of Bill Paxton. Paxton. He has that famous line: "What game over, man?
0: Yeah, game, yeah, game over, game over man. man." And something that I thought was funny that I uh, just thought of as I saw the last scene of the movie was James Cameron. I think tried to put himself into uh, Bill Paxton's shoe, Like, he tried to live vicariously through Bill Paxton's on-screen persona. Yeah. Because if you look at James Cameron during the time the movie came out, and you look at Bill Paxton's character... They look a lot alike. They look a lot alike. (laughs) They have the same kind of hairstyle. I'm not sure about the earring. I think the earring might be the only kind of offset thing. Mm -hmm. But they're both, you know, doing this expedition. They're both trying to find out stuff. And... Hopefully, you find this great treasure for my for James Cameron's the box office mm-hmm. <laughs> boat for Bill Paxton. It was the Heart of the Ocean, which, by the way, yes, it was Rose's story. It was very sad. It was you know uplifting at the same time. Why the hell did she throw that stone in the ocean?
1: <laughs> no, like, Does it, has anybody figured that also, out? Also, why did she hold on for this long too? It was her it was her f- uh, fiancé's gift to her? Yeah, like, exactly. It Jack didn't like find it and give it to her. Yeah, There's like no reason for her to have it? She should have just like sold it off, or maybe she would have thrown it out earlier, it reminded her of her Your fiance. Your granddaughter
0: is taking care of you for the past twenty years
1: because <laughs> you're 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 a centurion.
0: Ah, I know it's a centenarian. Why not just sell that for her inheritance? I
1: don't know. It's selfish, move. Move. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a selfish move. Yeah, kind of yeah, it was a very selfish move. <laughs> what the hell, Rose? Just because you learned a lesson and you finally like let go of everything, like I guess it's just a symbolized letting go. I guess so. Don't even be so selfish about <laughs> it. <laughs> Symbolism. Yeah. yeah. Also, I did wonder: is treasure hunting a really a profitable profession to go in? Because like, he has a pretty big crew and a pretty big boat. I'm not sure if that diamond could pay for all that plus yeah. more.
0: I'm sure they get some type of sponsorship. Is the wrong word
1: because um,
0: Nike would not sponsor a, a deep sea <laughs> diving. I'm guessing they're a salvaging but, crew that just yeah.
1: happened to like have a couple of bucks laying around. It was like let's go treasure hunting. I
0: think it's lucrative only on the small scale.
1: Right before the ship's at the sink, there's like those two uh, older gentlemen walking down the stairs. Yeah, for them life jackets. Oh, and they're just like, no, we we'll like, we're down. dressed at our best and, we're, and our plan to go as scheduled. We'd like a brandy. Or like, but we'd like a brandy. Yeah. It's like, damn. And I wrote, most badass guys in the ship. <laughs> like, they just they just didn't care. They're just like, like we have enough votes for this. We'll I'll our get ours. drunk. And I like, put, well, after that, the musician's the second most badass people on the ship because yeah. the musician's like, well, let's just do it. Let's just play.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm pretty sure that that was true to life. Like really? that things things were obviously hectic and very chaotic on the on the deck of the ship as it was sinking, but several first-hand accounts do recall the um musicians that were on the ship to keep playing for the to keep the people calm, which I thought was pretty cool. Good for um, them, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And they're uh, the real heroes. <laughs> they're the real <laughs> heroes. Look, forget life vests. Just take a viola <laughs> with you next time you're yeah. on a ship. Somebody will reach out mournfully and grab you and put you on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Here's a really big question, and I think a lot of people have asked it over the years, but I want to get your take on it. Was there enough room on the floating headboard for Rose? I know. I know. <laughs> it I tipped know. once, but I, you know, if you spread out your limbs, there's plenty of room.
1: Yeah. You know. I, I totally I totally saw that, too, last night. But I decided to not comment on it in my notes. He was like, that's such a good common criticism about the movie. <laughs> it doesn't even feel like it was worth my time. But yeah, Rose being selfish again, she's like, this is my entire board. See the thing is, is that if you could hear Rose's internal monologue, she goes,
0: "See, if I just keep Jack in the water, I don't have to split this huge ass stone that I have in my pocket with him, <laughs> and, and she, then he'll he'll freeze." And yeah, he was he was, he was a he was cool for a while, but we'll let him go, and then uh, I'll, I'll I'll pocket the rest for myself. And then she doesn't even
1: sell it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, a little bit criticism about our character again. Although she is the best character in the movie, and I and I did like really feel for her throughout the movie. She spent three days with this guy, and she had like. Husband and everything after that, but yet she, this is the guy she goes to see in the afterlife. Like, what the hell? When she <laughs> dies, it's like, yeah, I spent three days with Jack. Meanwhile, this guy, I'm a, like, I'm a satarian now. I probably like, was married to my husband for like, I don't know, 50, 40 years before yeah. I passed away. Before he passed away, why the hell does she go see Jack at the end? Jack just, <laughs> Jack was very formative to her. Like, Jack made her like more. Like willing to try out life and like do like risky things and yeah. like actually live life, but to like say that you loved him the entire time—that's kind of a—that's kind of a bitch move right there.
0: <laughs> so three days does not fifty years make? Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: just like she had to be married to somebody for like years and years after that. She has a granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's that line from our mom that says like it's like nothing's easy for us. We're women. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like these are the choices we make. Like it definitely shows like how. It's a period piece, this movie. Yeah. It was pretty good at like, commentary. It kind of like, makes you kind of like, appreciate how much society changed over time. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder how long this movie was in development. I think, I want to say it was since he started his expeditions down below in 93, 94, talking about James Cameron. Yeah. And then he came up with the idea. So this movie was in development for a year and a half before it started getting filmed, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Fun fact, the, uh, the topless uh, scene where Jack draws her. It first scene between first, the, scene yeah. in, first scene in the movie. Yeah. Oh, like the first scene <laughs> they filmed. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh I I thought that's kinda cool like reading about that and like Cameron apparently liked like a, the natural awkwardness they had during the scene. Yeah, it's true. That's what he likes because they were trying to build the they're trying to build the replica of the Titanic at the time mm-hmm. and they can't really do any actual scenes with their on sets. So they uh had to film that instead. Yeah,
0: and it, it translated well. You could definitely tell that they yeah. were both very very awkward about yeah. what was going on.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the actress who plays old rose. In the movie, she passes away at the age of a hundred. In real life, she passed away at the age of one hundred too. Really? Yeah, in two thousand ten. Oh, okay. So yeah. let's see. She was a hundred when she passed away.
0: So she was eighty three. Yeah, when... when
1: they filmed it. Wow. So in the movie, so she passed away the same age as Rose in the movie. Her heart goes <laughs> on. <laughs> yep. And there's also this one thing that maybe I was I was like two Sierra Nevada's into this movie when I was watching <laughs> it. But there's a scene where they're hanging on the back of the boat on the stern as it's going up. Yeah, and uh, Rose looks over and sees like this girl that kind of like looks like her, but she's like a lower class girl. Yeah, and I was like, wait, it's like there's like the second story happening right now, like where her opposite, like there's like a like a, a young girl like her who's poor, like me up with like a richer guy. Like I noticed that. Like, it could huh. be just the alcohol. he's like, after she falls to her death, <laughs> That's she looks awesome. over, and then there's like this like well dressed guy like a like looking cowardly. Yeah, and she's like looking over, and was like, like what just happened. I was like wait is there's like there's like this mirrored so story yeah, happening at this, the same there's time there's some parallel going that's on That's what I think that's my fan theory I can't really vouch for it <laughs> but that's my fan theory like as this is happening there's another one where Jack has his female counterparts being the uh being uh, the the underclass person, uh-huh. and then Rose has her male counterpart. That's my fan theory now. That was two. That was two Sierra Nevadas into the movie, though. <laughs> you know, if there if there hasn't been fan fiction
0: of it now, there certainly <laughs> will be after all six listeners of this podcast <laughs> write it down. That's actually
1: really really interesting. I never thought about that. That Was before. just me, like, yeah, that was buzz. Yeah. So. Hey. Oh yeah, no, and a little, uh, I guess, attention to detail on us too. Like at the beginning of the movie, when Jack meets Rose, uh, he pulls her. Off the stern of the ship, back onto the deck. Mm-hmm. But when they're trying to survive as a boat sinking and going they vertical, go he pulls her up uh, or off the deck onto the stern onto the railing. Uh-huh. so like, that's a kind of like a cool like like bookend to the to the story of the Titanic. Yeah, to save to first to save her life and then to he save other the, lives. Yeah. yeah, he had to pull her on the ship to save her life and pull her off the ship to save the life. <laughs> that's true. That was it. That was like a cool attention to detail right there. This. So
0: probably top tier movie death. The guy who falls off. <laughs> hits the propeller <laughs> yeah. and i'm i'm actually surprised well to keep their pg-13 rating maybe i understand but he at pg-13 he,
1: there's there's toplessness and they say they? several times this do they yeah like twice thrice. yeah they do pg-13 it's it has to be r no it's it's, it's pg-13 13? yeah i'm pretty sure toplessness.
0: what I'm, I'm telling you man titanic movie rating
1: i didn't i guess it's pg-13 what I had no idea. <laughs> the, the most,
0: the most scraped by your teeth. PG thirteen. Yeah, I've come ever on. Seen. Like
1: I thought, was like the one rules. Like what the things they said are. it at least twice. Now that yeah, I think about it. Yeah, and then they got full of toplessness. Like most, they want not do that now. Yeah, people are getting soft. I tell <laughs> you, yeah. or James Cameron just like paid off the rating board. <laughs> I okay. guess so. PG thirteen sells the most tickets. That's you true. Know, give you a uh, share of the profits.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But overall, I'd give the movie just an average ring. Yeah. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. It was a, a fun feast a feast for the eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. But special effects were amazing. Like they still hold up. The CG is a little bit weak, but the practical effects are still like amazing yeah. to this day. Can't be touched, yeah. you know? If you wanted to do something on that scale again,
0: you'd have to wait till t- another disaster <laughs> and then, you know, find it again and and replicate it all. But uh any other any other closing thought? You I can see now. I think
1: everybody else can why this squeaked in just at number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's a fun movie. It's definitely a blockbuster movie. It's not like the the dialogue's a bit weak, but the story is typical. It's an easy movie. For for an epic,
0: romantic, action packed, historical docudrama <laughs> of sorts. Yeah. It's not too bad.
1: Yeah, and although the first half of the movie and the second half of the movie, like literally the second half of the movie is like when they hit the iceberg. Yeah. It's, it's it's divided neatly yeah. in half. I they noticed they that could too. like easily be like a sequel to the movie. It's like the first half of the hour and twenty four minutes of Rose and Jack getting to know each other. The like Titanic too, the or
0: or the parallel uh, poor girl and rich guy. Yeah, yeah, I could have that too.
1: <laughs> Let's make a sequel right now. James, James Cameron's listening in on this. <laughs> so in the next
0: fifty years, hopefully, when they we talk about that. I, I act like I have some type of power behind the throne when it comes to <laughs> AFI. I was like when they revise this list, you know? Yeah, in the but next hundred years or something. Yeah, style. exactly. So in the next hundred years, I guess Avatar, because of its sheer visual
1: splendor, yeah. one the, one line will be on I, there somewhere. I get the criticism. I don't say it's the best movie of all times, so but I still like had a fun time watching it. I think I saw like three times of the VR but it's just a fun like like spectacle. Yeah. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I thank you for your insight,
0: man. It was really fun talking to you.
1: Yeah, thanks for uh, Making me watch this movie again. I didn't know that I, I didn't know like watching it as now that I'm older, like that give me a different perspective on the movie. Yeah. I, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, the, the beers didn't hurt either. <laughs> no, they <not. laughs> yeah.
0: Well everyone, that wraps up season one of Unquote. I'll be back with season two in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna take a step back away from the microphone and get a little well deserved R and R musical considerations provided by bensound.com, high-quality intro and outro music, as well as the Ocelot's rendition of Peter Seth's starts. Where Do You Go To, My Lovely? You can still find me on social media at the same place. That's at, unquote, PC on Twitter and Facebook. And also be sure to check out my show page at RogueIntel.com. That's RogueIntel.com slash unquote. Give a listen to the other great family of podcasts we have on there as well. I want to send out a deep, heartfelt thanks to all my fans out there, all the people who downloaded the show, my family members who were very kind to sit through my crazy interviews, and especially the Rogue Intel Network for hosting my podcast. And look, if you like the show, I'm very keen to hear your feedback on it. So be sure to head over to iTunes or head to the internet forums and let me know what you thought of the show. Give it a rating. Well, that's it, guys. Until next time, I'm Cooper Powers, and keep the film rolling. This is not only a post-roll, but an awesome plug for everyday superhumans. Enjoy! Guys, you can check out Kyle and his co-host Caroline on Everyday Superhumans podcast. And they are on iTunes. Okay, you do your social media thing because <laughs> okay. there are so many realms. We are
1: anywhere with a uh, with a social media account. We are there. But the uh, main website is everydaysuperhumans.com. For all of our social media links, it's com slash social, I think. Mm-hmm. And we also are on every podcasting app out there. Uh our Twitter feed is our most active feed and that is at superhumancast. And I can attest to the fact that they they cast. do respond. We we really love the co- the community. We kind of went to this not knowing that much about podcasting. Like I listen to podcasts. Mm. So we uh we went into it and we heard we've been having a great blast. We talked to entrepreneurs, uh nonprofit workers. We just like want to talk to people that like are using their skills to make a difference in their lives or others for the better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, the podcast is great, guys. You should go listen to them. And uh, not every superhero can fly, so...
1: Grab your cape and let's go. That's
0: right. Kyle, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you.